0: Welcome to the special edition of the McCovey Croncast, the San Francisco Giants podcast on SB Nation. This week, Brian Murphy and Doug Brisoni, that's me and that's you, right, Doug? That's me, yeah, you nailed it. (laughs) We are uh, eschewing the uh, bullpen trust power rankings and we're doing the BULPI Awards.
1: Woo, we love the BULPI's, the most prestigious awards in baseball.
0: This is going to be how we deal with what was a traumatic year in the Giants bullpen, I feel. Uh, the Giants pitched way more innings in the bullpen this year than they did last year. And uh, they weren't better, really, I don't think. So we're to, instead of telling us who, who tell, we're going to do some categories instead of saying who we trust the most, we're just going to we're going to give some awards. Um, let's let's start, Doug. Most trustworthy guy to open a game. And the nominees are John Brebia. Scott Alexander, Sammy Long, Alex Young, and Jacob Junis.
1: Who do you have? Ooh, that's that's a tough one. Uh, John Brebbia opened the most games,
0: so you'd think he would be the most trustworthy one. He did. I
1: mean, Scott Alexander might have been better at it, but it's a smaller sample size, so I I would have to go with Brebbia. I, I'm going to have to agree with you, John Brebbia,
0: most trustworthy guy to open a game, starting off pretty obviously, The best fastball. Nominees, Camilo Duval, Mauricio Llovera, Cole Waits, Gregory Santos, and Junior Marte.
1: Uh, So I I can't have a write-in vote for Luis Gonzalez then. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, (laughs) Luis
0: Gonzalez can be in
1: there. So Luis Gonzalez, you know, remember, most of what he threw were those like 50-mile-an-hour EFAS pitches. But every once in a while, he'd come in hot with the 86. It would throw the hitters off. So you got to consider that, like, as one of the most effective pitches in baseball. This Part of year. pitching
0: is deception.
1: Absolutely. H- hitting is timing, and pitching is disrupting that timing.
0: I picked Gregory Santos because sneaky good uh, savant numbers, and obviously Camilo Duvall is popping, what, 104? Yeah. At people, but, I mean, that deception is everything, and Luis Gonzalez has a, was at times the most reliable reliever in the bullpen, so... Luis Gonzalez, best fastball. Yes, <laughs> congratulations. Congratulations. Luis. Uh, come get your gift card. All right, next award, best slider. Nominees Camilo Duval, John Brevia, Junior Marte, Shelby Miller, and Gregory Santos.
1: Ooh. Uh... Now, I
0: just sorted by spin rates. Junior Marte's slider spin rate was 2,601 RPM, Camilo Duval is 2,580. Gregory Santos, 2432. Shelby Miller, 2500 even. Uh, and John Brebbia right there at 2548. Uh, John Brebbia was interesting because when it didn't work,
1: oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I feel like Shelby Miller had the most effective one. Like, I, okay. I don't know if that's right or not, but that's sort of how it felt to me that he, anytime he threw that slider, he's just like this unhittable pitch. Yeah. Uh, let's
0: go with Shelby Miller. Yeah. Small sample size. He, he stole it at the end. Yeah. He that's stole it. it at the end.
1: Yeah. He vultured it like All a big right. reliever.
0: Best sinker. <laughs> Best sinker. Camilo Duvall, Alex Young, Junior Marte, Dominic Leone, <laughs> Sammy Long. Uh, I put Sammy Long in there because his spin rate, while not being like the top, it was also at 93 miles an hour. So it had one of the better velocities. I got to think this is still in a walk, Camilo Duvall. Yes, yeah, it is. Uh, This gets into now some non-pitch-specific awards here. Who had the best act in the bullpen? Nominees are Camilo Duvall with being the guy, the closer, especially when he he cut his hair. You know, he kind of had his attitude, uh, adding that sinker, wanting the ball, being the guy, pitching multiple innings and not sweating it. John Brebbia with his, um, his Rip Van Winkle look. we just, you know, the, the tired, uh, backup PE teacher look that he had going. Dominic Leon, the, why do I suck? Frustration. <laughs> Zach Littell with like, I'm good. Why are you pr- persecuting me? <laughs> and Tyler Rogers with the, um, you know, his parents and his family love him. And, and the stats, the stat casts love him sometimes. And also just with the submarine uh, approach. So those are your nominees for best act out of the bullpen, unless you have a surprise nominee. Uh,
1: you know, I, I don't. I have to say, I do like Dominic Leone's refreshing honesty. Where, <laughs> where, like, they would, where, where, you know, he blew some game, or, like, he gave up Fully, I don't remember if they won the game or not, and he didn't talk to me afterwards. And then he came back the next day and he was like, yeah, I don't think that would have been very useful for me to say any, to talk about how much I sucked. And how much I let the team down, and I was really mad. My quotes would have been bad, so I didn't do it. Sorry. I'm like, you know, I respect that. Like, he just he was like, we can talk about how much I suck now. I'm less I'm less emotional about it. Uh, and you know, I feel like he has to win something. I feel like we got to give him, we got to throw him a bone. So I'm going with Dominic Leone. Am I wrong? Was he the highest paid reliever this year? Was I think he, he might have. I think he.
0: I think yeah. he was. Let's cots this up, folks. <laughs> I think he made two point two million dollars, which wound up being the most out of the pen this year.
1: That doesn't. Oh, that efficiency though! It's so efficient. Yes, and not pay anyone.
0: Yes, any money? That's right. Uh, technically, Matt Boyd. I don't know how you want to put him as a swing he's,
1: guy. He's a starter.
0: Yeah. Okay. So he's a starter. Jake McGee, two and a half million and uh dominic leone that's right jake mcgee jake mcgee we can't forget he doesn't he i kind of wiped him from my memory because it seems like jake mcgee should have been on the best act Uh, Uh, best best bit on the mccubby croncast jake
1: mcgee (laughs) i can't find him at all anywhere on this spreadsheet he's not on cots anymore they i think they took him out when they dfa'd him Well,
0: then we'll just go to baseball reference and we'll look that up. But it looks like still uh, Jake McGee would have been the highest paid. But, uh, okay, the one who is, like, surprisingly the second most paid. Yeah, $2.25 So not much less than Jake McGee. Uh, I'll go with that. Best act. He does have to win something. Most likely to stick on the roster in 2023. Now, this is a little tricky because you could look at that and say – Will he make it and be on the opening day roster and then be traded? Will he, you know what I mean? Like, will he stay the whole season? Right. I'm kind of like, will he be sent down? I'm not sure. So it's kind of dealer's choice. It's kind of how you want to do it. Here are the nominees. Unless you have a surprise one. Camilo Duvall, John Brebbia, Gregory Santos, Jacob Junis, and Tyler Rogers. Now Camilo Duvall could be traded. John Brebbia could be DF8 or traded.
1: Yeah, I mean mean, it. It seems like John Brevia could have the the 2005 Jim Brower, where he was just so overused that his arm falls apart mm-hmm. next year. Uh, Duvall could be traded. Uh, I mean, honestly, it feels like the one who's least likely to be traded, most likely to stick around, is Tyler Rogers to me. Which is so bizarre. <laughs> I, I mean, the idea
0: that – I mean, I I think that the Giants clearly this year didn't think of him as a leverage guy – anyway but it's just bizarre it's as long as he's on the team i'm going to think okay the giants are clearly still in a rebuild so (laughs) like that is like the exact kind of guy where you're just trying to find efficiency at the margins and not spend a lot to just kind of get innings you know it's not about being flashy it's just about getting through it and that seems exactly like it seems like you know that's an orioles move from two years ago all right, least likely to be. So, so you're going with Tyler Rogers. Uh, I mean, we kind of have to agree on all these. Most <laughs> likely to stick on the rod. See, I can see Tyler Rogers being DFA'd though. Like, yeah, I mean, like un, long under long this long. circumstance, if the Giants are suddenly good, meaning that they're a strong com- competitor for the third wild card, you know what I mean? Like, he might yeah. get caught in a roster crunch. Um, Ah, all right, let's just go with it. So, get, Tyler Rogers is least likely to be on the roster in 2023.
1: Matt <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't I didn't even hear the nominees. Nice. <laughs> you didn't even start the category. No.
0: Most trustworthy guy to close <laughs> a game. <laughs> Most trustworthy guy to close a game. Uh, I only put two here. Camilo Duvall, John Brebbia. And for a while, I had Carlos Renan, but I had to remove him because I'm like, no, this is about the bullpen. Just trying to show the bullpen some love or ire. And right. Carlos Hernan, I would trust him to close his own game if he's pitching in the ninth. But Duvall, Brebia, I mean, it's got to be Camilo
1: Duvall. It's it's Duvall. Uh, I was trying to think of another one. I was like, maybe Mauricio Javera? Like, I don't know. This, the advanced stats liked him. But, I mean, it's Duvall.
0: Yeah. I could see a situation where, depending on the matchups, Scott Alexander or Alex Young. But yeah, those two guys, such small sample sizes, it's tough. Yeah.
1: You
0: know, Scott Alexander is basically like, I'm coming on strong. And when you pay me $2.25 million next year, I'm going to Leon this this mother <laughs> up. <laughs> Most trustworthy guy to throw multiple innings in a single appearance. The nominees are Camilo Duvall, Jacob Judas, Sammy Long, Alex Young. And I don't have a fifth nominee. Uh, I
1: mean, I think it's got to be Junis. Because Duvall, I mean, Duvall can probably do it. But I I feel like the couple times we saw him do it this year, it didn't go great. Uh, Sam Long, I don't trust him to do anything on the mound right now.
0: Yeah, but I had to include him because he did do a lot of things earlier in the season. Yeah, And uh, it it was worth putting him in there. Okay, so he had eight games Duvall did where he pitched more than one inning. And most of those were one and a third. He had one two-inning appearance. And in those games, he gave up a grand total of three runs, three earned runs. Sod, damn it, Giants defense, Two, three, four, <laughs> five runs in basically eight, nine. I'm so bad at math. In like 12 or 15 innings, 12 innings. <laughs> I'm so bad at math. So he did eight, but one, two, three, nine, one, two, three, 10, 11, 11.1 innings. So uh,
1: that's, that's a run average, not an earned run average of three. Three
0: ninety seven. Okay, and then who is the other? And then this is so. Then this is my Jacob Junis thing. Jacob Junis obviously has some utility, but this is something that I was surprised by, was that he had exactly two three appearances the entire season where he didn't allow a run. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, he was allowing usually more than one run or two runs. So, I don't know. Does that give the Giants best way to? Best chance of winning. I don't know. I'm I'm going to go with Duvall. <laughs> okay.
1: <All right. laughs> I mean, he's the most trustworthy guy to do everything in the Giants bullpen.
0: That's true. He's basically the only one. Although, probably, yeah. you know.
1: Yeah. Best
0: reliever to get a, oh, God, him again? Reaction from Giants fans. Uh, Dominic Leone, Zach Littell, Harlene Garcia, Mauricio Levera, or Sammy Long. This is a good category. This is tough.
1: <laughs> it, that is tough. I mean, Leone and Littell are such obvious picks. Uh, Garcia for
0: me though very quickly was like get him out of (laughs) here
1: yeah he was so hot and cold because remember like he didn't allow a run over the first month or month and a half of something and then as soon as they started talking about it he completely fell apart yep because that's how that always works yep Um, Sammy
0: Long I feel like you can be forgiven where he just he doesn't have it he just he got by a little bit early on and then the league got up to him or whatever
1: yeah he, he doesn't have it it seems like
0: I'm gonna say Leone he kind of he kind of got into that because uh, this is more like not just us but like Giants fans
1: yeah yeah I think I mean I think it, it does have to be um, Leon
0: and the Giants just straight up cut him right They yeah, released was. him so
1: <laughs> oh you know you know that would have been actually a good spot for Jake McGee yeah <laughs> Now that I think about it.
0: That's the winner. No, because he was the original leader.
1: He was the original one. He just he just went around he just went away so much faster than the other ones that we forgot we said that every time he came in.
0: <laughs> you know, even a trip to Sacramento, they couldn't fix him. So <laughs> or they did, but they, they still they didn't release it. Did.
1: Yes. It did fix his mechanics. It just they needed yep. to be fixed again.
0: But then he had to go back to his home planet. Um, <laughs> okay. Final category. I think this is the most important one. Most likely to be a regular listener of the McCovey crime cast. The nominees are Harlan Garcia, John Brebia, Zach Littell, Camilo Duvall, and Dominic Leone. Now, Leone has the most time. <laughs>
1: so. Leone, uh, he does, but he also doesn't have a commute. That's true. So, That's true. Fair, fair. But it's, it's really a mixed blessing.
0: Wasn't Garcia on paternity leave too, though? So he doesn't have time. So.
1: Yeah, that's true. That is true. He doesn't really have time either. Neither
0: does John Brebbia because he's prepping for a game he has to open even though the season's over. Uh, yeah, I team.
1: mean, <laughs> it's, why not uh, just have him start, keep those muscles fresh? Just have him start like one game a week for the entire year. Uh, Zach Littell? Because he's in Sacramento. So yeah, I mean he's in Sacramento. I'm near Sacramento. He might be listening, <laughs> hoping for some like tips about places to go. Like, oh, is that should I go to Paisano's for dinner tonight? Maybe they'll say on the McCovey Croncast. <laughs> and then Camilo Duvall, I don't know. I don't know. It's tough. I don't I don't think Camilo Duvall big. Camilo Duvall is too calm for us. He uh he's he's just like, Oh, I don't need to listen to that. I'm fine. It is in
0: I do wonder who which of the Giants is the biggest podcast fiend like who listens to the most podcasts i bet it's longoria
1: i get that i get that feeling from him he's right in the right 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 age range for it
0: yeah (laughs) do you think he's listening to like market watch or like uh freakonomics or like other money podcasts (laughs) he's
1: like Uh, like, i think i don't think he subscribes them he only listens to joe rogan (laughs)
0: I do wonder though if they're like I don't want to end up like Jake PV. I want, <laughs> I want to manage my money directly. <laughs> so, uh, I want to Buster Posey this up. Buster Posey clearly listens to podcasts. He was bef- before Longoria.
1: Yes, that's um, how he's
0: making these investments.
1: He does. I'm trying to figure out what kind of podcast he listens to though, and I'm not because he now he doesn't. Now Wow. No, now right.
0: Buster Posey doesn't. When you have that much money, you like transcend plebeian media. So right, that's true. <laughs>
1: Buster Posey's only going to eyes wide shut parties, <laughs> and <laughs> oh, you know what else Evan Longoria listens to? He listens to um, the big, uh, the big bar stool football. Oh, that's true. He listens that's to part of my take. Hundred percent. Oh, in
0: that sense, they're probably all listening to the to the football podcast and the gambling podcast for sure.
1: Yeah. For sure. Yeah hundred percent.
0: So then that by definition, Zach Littell is the only person who potentially is the most likely regular listener of the McCovey Podcast.
1: Yes, I think so. All
0: right. Final thoughts on the giants bullpen and the trustworthiness. Do you think that the, that the, this, this is your article topic. And I was just like, it's a perfect chance to resurrect it. Do you feel like it was worth resurrection or did it torment you this year?
1: Oh, no, It's great. We got content out of it. It's all about getting the content. <laughs> Did it make
0: you uh, look at the bullpen differently, appreciate it differently, or make you go, oh, I got to pay a little more attention for this content?
1: <laughs> it just made me wish they were good. Ah, yeah, that's true. That's Why sick. do you think they weren't good? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that they were... You can't repeat like so. They were great in twenty twenty one, but you couldn't expect them to repeat that. That was all pretty unsustainable. And the Giants were like, "Well, let's just run it all back and see what happens." Um, yeah, we definitely found out. <laughs> and yeah, that's that's what happens. You can't just keep running the same guys out there. The league will catch up. You need to have new looks, kind of new pitches, uh, guys who didn't throw a lot of innings last year, sort of who are with fresher arms. And they they didn't do that. You need a better mix.
0: Uh, I also think there's something comforting about as clearly as smart and as efficient and, you know, the the data and the physical and the personality, all that integrated and done well successfully. I mean, the Giants basically f***ed around this year and got to 81 (laughs) you know, it's like clearly some part of it works, Um, that, that at the end of the day, the relievers are still volatile. You know I mean? There's no version of baseball where relievers don't suck. Yeah. (laughs) They're the most fungible, unreliable, scariest part of any team. Uh, I mean, like,
1: even as much as we all look back on Rob Nen really fondly, like, with the Giants, his ERAs went 152, 398, 150, 301, 220, and that 220 was with, like, a broken arm that that killed him in the playoffs. Like, it was still up and down, even for Rob Nen.
0: Yeah, and I think the other factor is the defense being so bad. You know what I mean? Like, it just put everyone, there's just a lot more pressure on players that were probably, yeah, already going to have a, a wacky year. But uh, it was still fun doing it. It For me, it, it did cause me to focus a little bit and just to realize that the bullpen trust power rankings is such an immediate jinx. Oh, yeah, 100%. All those times picking Brevia
1: helped Duvall uh, beat him, like, lap him. So- Right, I mean, and the key is like if we'd done it just to help devolve then they both would have sucked. Absolutely, so we, no, we you're it. totally
0: right. We had to not have that in mind. Yes, yeah, yeah.
1: This is what I this is what I learned. You know, writing these for a few years.
0: <laughs> well, it was certainly fun doing it, and maybe we'll try it again next time around. Uh, in the meantime, thanks for listening to this special edition. These are all legally binding awards um that the players will have to pay taxes on etc but uh, appreciate it go find doug's
1: writings uh doug where can they find your writings Uh, i'm at giantsdoug.substack.com where i write twice a week on the issues of the day in the baseball world
0: (laughs) Uh, and i'm contributing at McCovey chronicles and we'll see what happens with that in terms of what content because who knows what's going to happen this offseason in the meantime uh, again thanks for listening and we'll be back um, later in the winter Take care. All right. Bye.
1: Sorry, Jose Alvarez.